Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here and we were just chatting away with Mary. 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 I can be Mary. <laughs> she can be anyone. Michelle Visage. Yo, you said it perfectly, Brandy. I, I had to practice a little bit. Plus, you gave me a little like tutorial. It's, it's not easy. All right. So I have to get right into this. Okay. I'm a huge fan and I just became a fan. Of Drag Race. Yes. Okay. And you especially. Oh, you're sweet. No, I, no I'm no, i actually not that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I really am not. But we were watching it and my, my boyfriend, gay, my gay boyfriend, Mark mm-hmm. and I, he's like, you have to watch a show. And I've been a fan of Ruse forever. Right. We, used, we did um, Passport together long ago when he was doing Mac and all of this stuff. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He really brought, you know, just acceptance and to the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think a lot of people, a lot of people still aren't a hundred percent accepting, accepting of this whole transgender community, oh, this drag. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, a fight. It is. Mm-hmm. So, so how now it's so funny because I'm a little bit of a witch. Cause last night I was asking Mark, I'm like, how did, and that's your gay husband. Yes. That's yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. I said, how, who was the judge before Michelle? Uh-huh. And he started talking about Ginsburg. Merle, yeah. Right. So we were Googling right then, because we were watching Drag Race, when they did the, the scenes, the, like the little acting out. The of, whatever happened to yes! Merle, yeah. That's exactly when it came on. I'm like, girl, I got this. I don't need to do this. I mean, tell us what really did happen, by the way. Literally, here's the real honest to goodness story. Yes. I was doing morning radio, did it for 17 years. That's my, that's kind of what I was doing. So when I had my kids and went through all this, Rue and I started in radio together. I loved it. I've always been a radio nerd. Rue left radio and came out here. I stayed in New York and stayed focused as a morning radio host. With that said, um, when season one came around, I was doing mornings in West Palm Beach and they called me to do it. And I did everything I could to get out of a five-year contract, even just for three weeks to shoot wow. season one, because we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. It you was know, a new show. You never show. know. You know. You, yes. you just don't know in TV. So my boss basically shut me down and said, no, I offered to work for no pay. Wow. I said, I just need, because in radio, if your right. name isn't Howard Stern, right. you don't get more than one consecutive week off in terrestrial radio. Right. No. So they said no. And I said, why? And they said because it wasn't a good image for the radio station and that's when i went oh <laughs> you didn't <laughs> say that, that person, at first right. but now i get now I, I said first of all i see what you're doing second of all i don't like what you're doing right third of all i didn't even say i was going to talk about it on the radio i just needed the time off right you didn't have to explain what if i was having an appendectomy like what if anything but that's ridiculous i mean what it, it was an just, excuse exactly so long story short uh, I couldn't do it. And then season one was such a success that, so they had Merle come in and she did seasons one and two. And when season three came around and uh, they called me again, the boss said no again. And this time, uh, one of my best friends, who's Leah Remini, oh, yeah. um, I told her and she said, they don't drop TV shows in your lap. If you don't go to the president right. of the company, I'm going to call. And it's I was like, absolutely true. You're not going to call for me, mom. <laughs> That's so, what friends do. Yeah, you just write or die. Like, because at the time she was working for CBS right. and she's like, then I'll do it. Cause I worked for CBS radio right. and uh, long story way short. I went to the top. I called him myself. I got balls. I called him and he said, absolutely. I have no problem with it. You, now, mean you don't have balls. Everyone wants. Uh, you know what though? <laughs> at that point when you're the, on the sole breadwinner for my family, okay. my husband's a stay at home dad. Right. So when that yeah. happens, 
you have to really think, Hustle. am I going to start? What am I going to do? So when I went to the president of the company, he said, absolutely. Then the boss that said no got fired. But even though that was a great thing. Yeah, of course. I ended up getting fired. Right. At the end of it the trickles team. down. Yeah. They didn't up me for my fifth year. Right. But on the upside of it, like I said to you off the mic, always take the road less traveled, which is always the high road. Right. right? Because people tend to just live down in the gutter. I like it down there. It's comfortable. It's hot. I mean, I, I, I like it. There, but, I get it. Uh, yeah. But it's a tough fight when we can take the road less traveled, which is the high road. And you win both times. Always. I know. So a radio station in Miami was waiting for me, dying for me to get out of that contract. So I went from market 47 to market 11. Just by saying, F you, I'm doing what I want to do. So the rest is history. So season three happened and I was not ever going to go back. And the universe provided a paycheck so I can feed my family and still work. And then we folded it all up and moved out here to just kind of focus on the television thing. So you were coming out here just to shoot it and then going, you're going back and forth. I was going to stay. I was going back and forth. For seasons three and four, I went back and forth to Florida and uh, stayed out here where we were shooting and then would go back. And then I'd wake up. My partner would wake up at midnight to tape the morning show with me. Oh, um, wow. While, you were like when I was Ryan Seacrest-ish. Kind of. You know, the problem <laughs> is in terrestrial radio, females don't get the opportunities that male get. And I will... Males get. And I'll say it. Right. Because no, people are afraid kicks. to say no, it. No, they're sidekicks. And there's, I've always been the host. Right. I, I read that. Like somebody was with you and then they left they kick somebody else out to focus on you solely correct correct and that's amazing yeah it, it does like you're right it does not happen no and and even though it was my show i didn't get paid what the men would get paid ever and i'd never get the opportunities that a ryan seacrest would get and i'm so proud of ryan oh, I love because ryan. i was doing mornings when ryan was doing mornings we were in like studios right. together the whole clear channel unit here so seeing him come up like that has been Amazing, but a woman in radio, whether they're going to boohoo about it or not, will never get that opportunity. Nope. It, it's never. I mean, I was just on the Howard Stern show, and I asked him, "I'm like, how do I make money doing these things?" He's like, "You don't. You don't. No. He's like, you won't. You don't." And I was like, "Oh, that, that's awesome!" But he was being, <laughs> you know, he was being very honest. He's yeah. like, "You're, you're not Brandy, going I to." Brandy, I did it for 17 years. You don't. Wow. Why do you think Wendy Williams, who was a pioneer and my radio legend, in my head, she was my mentor. How, why do you think she left radio? Well, because, she had an opportunity. True, but she could do both like Ryan. Right. No, because she wasn't going to get what she deserved That's in radio. True. And I'll say it for her because I know the real tea. It's we'll never get what they get. No, I mean, no. And it's like when people say, so my assistant's an African-American big black guy. I love him. His, he, when I cut him a check, I gave him a check for $3,300. He went to Chase to cash it. They wouldn't let him cash it. Why? And it was my, that's what I said. He's like, they called me. I said, listen, my old assistant, who was a young, pretty girl, a white girl, had no problem cashing these big checks. Profiling. Yeah. Mm. And so he's like, you know, racism is real. And I wanted to say, no, I go, you know what? It's right. You're right. And it's just like with women making less, we're never going to make what the men make. Girlfriend. And there's, it, it's sad. It's a penis club. It, it still, all of the stuff that we say doesn't exist, yes. still exists. Specifically in terrestrial radio. Yes. Not as bad. I know Meryl Streep and Julie Roberts and people are speaking out about it when women in film, but these right. are people that already have hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. It's easy to say that. <laughs> but for me, who does not and still am the sole provider and am paying rent, I don't even own my home. Welcome to yeah. welcome to life. So for me, it's 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 a truth and I'm not complaining. Like I'm not out here going, Ugh. but no. women should support women. Reverse racism is still real. Yeah. Racism is still real. Homophobia is still real. Transphobia is still, it's yeah. all out there. So don't fight with me. Join me right. in the fight. And, or at least just listen. Yeah. Just open your ears and listen yeah. and then make that decision out of some intellect that, that's based on something that is truth. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they don't know. So I, I wrote the other day on Twitter, I wrote, 
Tranny's the new black because, and then this is not, had nothing to do with race or anything. What was, did you write? Tranny's the new black. Tranny. Yes. See, I okay. did not. Go on, know, I'll let you finish your I'm, story. Exactly. Okay. And I'm, then I will, you can explain okay. why I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was reading all these tabloids and everyone was cheating with transgender m- models. It was like Hank Basket, this person, this person. Yes, yes. And I was like, Because wow. they're hot. Right. And I uh, like I wrote in my book, Horror is the New Black. For me at the time, it was the new thing to do because I had I could. Yeah. So it wasn't like it didn't have anything to do. But apparently, now you can explain why tranny is a bad word. Wait, sidebar. Did you never whore around before you got married? No, I met him at like 22. Oh, no, honey. I know. That's Every why woman I- has to have the chance, whether you want to or not. Yes. I got it all out of my system before I got married. And that's why I knew yeah. I was going to get married. And you're going to stay with that guy. I was, See, I was a fool. I met and fell in love very young. And that's then, not foolish. Well, I you mean. You followed your heart. Yeah, I did. And, and you learned your lesson. Where but you're two beautiful no, children. I do. No, I. I high road, high yes, road. Yes, yes, yes. I don't take anything away from the 13 years I spent with this person. It yes. was amazing. I have two beautiful kids. Yes. That's all that matters. But did I whore around after I got a divorce? I did because I had never done it before. More power to Thank you. Thank you. As long as you protect yourself. Oh, yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> now that, that please, please don't. Okay. Don't chance it. No, you no, no, to. no. I know. And don't trust anybody's word on right. anything. So now explain why I'm in Tranny. trouble. Okay. Yes. So the, the tranny situation, it, I have two views on it. I would never, ever want to hurt my trans brothers and sisters, so I respect it and don't use it. But I can say as a sidebar, and any trans people listening uh, might understand where I'm coming from, the people that do call me a tranny are the tra- my trans sisters. They're right. the ones that go, come here, tranny, come here, girl. Mm-hmm. I don't use the word because it is deemed offensive. But growing up on the streets of New York City, I moved there when I was 17 to go to college. I was raised by drag queens, gays, sissy boys, Nelly boys, tran- trans girls, whatever you want to call them. And tranny wasn't a term of affection. Right. Somewhere along the line, it had turned to negative. And this is only as of late. Um, it was never derogatory. Yeah, I never do. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't know. So you wouldn't know because you're not in the community that way. But it, it is now deemed offensive. So therefore, I would no longer use it because right. I'm not here to offend. Um, it I, wasn't. I really, I wasn't trying to offend either, but I, I, I did. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I was like, you just apologize and move on because you didn't did. know. Yeah. You know I the didn't inception know. was not derogatory. It's not like the N word has always been the N word. Oh, and nobody right? can say that. Right. So, but you know, right. Tranny was never always no, that. I'm wasn't. telling you right now, somewhere along the line, it's changed. And out of respect, we don't use it right. because it's derogatory to a trans person as is that. I don't really, I can't tell you, I completely understand why it's derogatory, but it, right. If it is, then I have to respect that. No, exactly. That. And I will. I yeah. did not know when I wrote that just because when I was living in New York, I was living in the meatpacking district when it was still yeah. all transgender hookers. Yes. Like they, you know, and they and were I knew, hot. And they were hot. And they, they were still sitting at my corner. Yeah. I'd walk the dog. I knew all their names. Yeah. We were friends. Like I didn't, I grew up with acceptance across the board. Yeah. So I don't You're lucky. I, I'm very lucky. Listen, yeah. my parents, and I, God bless them. I love them so much. They're still together. They were hippies and they're like, love is love yeah. and no color lines, no, no, like gay. Who cares? That's how you Honey, were Honey, that's born. what it should be. And I was raised that way as well. Um, I always dated multiculturally yes. and uh, I was adopted into a Jewish family. And the first time I brought a black boy home or a Puerto Rican boy, my mother was kind of like, all right, so this is different. You're definitely not going <laughs> to marry a Jew. And I'm like, it's not going to, it's just not going to happen. Right. I I've dated it just I'm way you raised me in South Plainfield New Jersey which is 
kind of gangsta. Yeah, no, it happened. You know? So it's just the way that I ended up marrying the whitest boy on earth, but that's who I fell in love with. Right. I've fallen in love quite a few times. Yeah, exactly. Well, I <laughs> Every mean, night for a right, few years. No, exactly. It happens. I had micro relationships, I call yeah. them, because they were like, in, when I was done, I was done. Yeah, but I, they're all there for a reason, Brandy. Right. Every one of those relationships are in your life for a reason. And I've gone through them all for a reason to get to, I've been married for 17 years and it gets me there. You know, it got me to that trajectory. Right. Like that was where I was supposed to go. And my parents were always accepting of everybody I brought home. I, when I moved to New York City, the only people I had were gays. That's how I got in yeah. the community because my mother said, you want to be, I went to school to be a Broadway star. Um, and when I went out, she said, you need to go out and meet people. I never drank. So she got me a fake ID. She said, go. Yes. I went out by myself in New York City, not knowing anybody or anything. And the people who took me in were the gay community. Barracuda. Yeah. So that's, that's how it <laughs> right? all started for me. I Listen, I used to go to Faces in Sacramento. When uh -huh. we were like 16, they would let us in because we were fabulous and we were dancing. That's and what it's about. It really, but I was drinking, unlike you. Yeah, well, I, I just was, didn't like it. Well, that's good. I it's mean, the Virgo Because you're me. out of control. I you, don't you, Yeah, like you're a control that. freak. Yeah. Yep. I am too, but then when I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. It's either, it's one or the other. And I know it's not hot, but it, sometimes you just have to kind of let, let your go, problems go yeah. a little bit. So let's get back to the show because I'm, I okay, yes. like, honestly, and you have a book coming out, which I'm I do. so excited well, for. Well, you should know being a, a big bestselling author. Well, thank you. But I was looking it up and I was like, this is going to be amazing. Oh, and you already have pre-orders started yes. for November it comes out. Yes, November 3rd. Wow. And tell us about, first of all, go back to the show, but first okay. tell us about the book, how it came about, what it's about. So the book is called The Diva Rules. It's on Chronicle Books. Comes out November 3rd. Pre-order now, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And Walmart. And yeah, yeah, yes. because Walmart is very conservative. Yeah, that's they true. Are. They wouldn't take my books. Really? Yeah, they wouldn't. But they're on Target. <laughs> Why not? Um, the sexual content. They said I wrote about my micro relationships, and then I used a few very interesting spelled words. Like I used the c word a little bit. That's my favorite word. Me too. Yeah, it's the most I, colorful word. It's yeah. the new fuck. Like yeah. everyone says fuck now. I'm like, they, that was my thing. Yeah. So now I just say cunt, and everyone's like, oh my god. I'm like, twat's up. also a beautiful word. I like that word yeah. too. Yeah. And I just like vagina as well. Yeah, me too. Because it packs a punch. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so the diva rules um, came about because it, it's more self help than it is memoir there's memoirs in it to get me from uh it's written in rules there's 25 it's like a rules. hybrid kind of yeah but i feel like for me um i haven't lived enough life to do a memoir and it's not about age it's about um just experience and experience trauma. and getting to where i want to be and blah, 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 blah. so long story short it's rules on how i set out in this world as a young girl to be a broadway star or to be um on stage and on film and whatever i love to entertain right. i love to sing and dance right. and act and as women and I'm, I'm speaking mostly to women and gay gay men in this right. book but straight men well, that, can listen, get, that's your audience that's by the it. way yeah. so, and that's the audience of this podcast so so yeah good. there you yes. go so that's what I'm talking to. So for me, uh, women and, and these men that come out of life and you go to university, you go to college, whatever it is you want to do, and you have a focus. I'm going to be a communications major. I want to write for Modern Family. Whatever. Even right. if you're like, I want to be a CEO of product. Whatever right. <laughs> your deal is, you have a strong big outlook. It's what happens? We end up slaving for the almighty dollar, uh, having children, forgetting ourselves. Like we were talking about off the Absolutely. mic, putting our hair in a top knot, wearing sweats, no, no makeup, 50 pounds exactly. overweight, not hot, been there. I'm not happy with my weight. I never will be. It is what it is. I don't think any woman I know or a gay man I know is ever happy with their weight. No, I, I always say, Oh, I have to lose seven pounds or I yeah. have to lose one pound. I'm like, and it's, it's just, so it's, 
stupid. It's just us. That's it's a microcosm it in your life. But we end up putting everything in front of us and we forget what we wanted to do. Right. And we start chasing the dollar to pay rent to put food on your table. And I get it. Because you're a we instead of a me. Correct. So you forget yourself. Right. So basically all these rules are about how I attempted to do something, how somebody attempted to bring me down and how I stood up brushed the dirt off my shoulder and said, fuck off. Right. I'm sorry, but you're not going to get me this time. And how you can do the same thing. Find your inner diva. Nourish it. Straight men, you have inner divas as well. Oh, hell yes. I know so many manginas and I tell yes! them, I'm like, girl, get it together. But it's true. We no, all true. forget who we are and what we wanted out of life. And we, we're miserable. Because we get caught up in the rat race of paying rent. Yep. Well, you know, it's hard. It's like, everyone's like, I'm at the 99 cent store. And they're like, Oh, we know you from house size. Why are you here? So what? Wear that 99 oh, cent are you store. Kidding? I love it. I, I love it. Yes. I, can't, I will never listen. I'll go to 99 cent store and then I'll go to Prada and get a new bag. Like yeah. that's just how I balance things. But I know all of this could be over tomorrow. Yes. I'm not stupid like that. Good. I save my money and you know, I don't own a house yet. And we are moving now into an apartment from a house. I feel like I'm kind of going backwards. So no, you're not. Don't okay. do that okay. to yourself. Okay. No. Okay. No, but it's just, it's hard because I, I all I wanted to do was buy something, you know, and yeah. then but the baby, job situation turned around. But and that is right. not a symbol of who you are and, and what a success you become. What a success you become is you being this strong woman. You're a mother who's been wronged completely all over the media. You've done your part too. You're not innocent. Oh, I'm not. But... <laughs> You, you know, there's a lot of smearing going on in your world. So you have to go, you know what? I'm done with this. You're not going backwards. You're downsizing for an obvious reason. Why would you ever look at that as negative? Oh, it's just because my kids, you know, they don't want to move. They love our house. Tough shit. I know. But I like on their, on their father's time, they have a beautiful house. And that's lovely. Great. Oh, I love that for them. Mm -hmm. And I, there's a part of me that wishes I could give them that same security of not moving every year. Brandy, We've moved seven times in six you years. Give them love. I know. It's That's just, all you oh. need. Listen, I've been in morning radio. Like I said, it's like being in the military. Every two years, I have to move my entire family. My kids are in high school, constantly, city to city, state to state, where they know nobody. Do they cry? Yes. Is it awful? Yes. Ugh. Are we still eating every day? Right. Yes. There are kids on the street. I, I go to these centers. I see these kids that are kicked out by their families who want not accept them because they're trans or they're gay or they're, whatever the situation is. Right. And let's take the sexuality out of it. What about homeless people who can't work or have been thrown out? Whatever Mental the situation. I mean, yes. so much going on. So we are blessed that we can do this. You're right. If you look at it that way, you'll have a whole new perception. We can feed our children this way. I don't give a shit if we were in a one-bedroom apartment in wherever we are. Yeah. We're together. We're a family and we're eating and we have a roof over our head. That's, that's my struggle is because I ultimately, I feel, I feel that way half the time. Yeah. And then the other half the time I feel like, Oh my God, I'm a failure. So it's like, right. you know, you feel like you're uh, yeah, like, spinning your I, I, wheels. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm like pedaling and going nowhere. But at the same time, I know it's going to be fine. I know, listen, I, I'm gangster. We lived out of my car for like two months yeah. going couch surfing on my friend's but look couches at that. with not a dollar to my name because everything was held up in an escrow fund, canceled all my credit cards. Like I know we can do it, but life has been cushy for a few years. Yeah. You and get used to that. I'm a little scared just because it's the, the money flow isn't coming in, but right. there's a lot going out. But listen, fear is going to drive you. Mm -hmm. So fear is going to drive you to work harder. You've got 
books you've got a podcast you were on the housewives you Why? use it you yes you use what you've got while you've got it because as you said earlier in this podcast and i try to tell the queens that come out of the show this i'm not mean to be mean you're, you're there to be a judge it's a wake-up call and to make them better you have a year after the show airs to tour before the next crop comes and to in. make something out of yourself it, correct you have a window a small window and an opportunity and if you don't use it it's gone. It's bad on you. Yes. I know. And that's the whole point. Do better, right. want more, strive, you know, harder, longer, faster, whatever. Basically you're, stop feeling sorry for myself. And you can't. <laughs> I can't. Because your kids will pick up on it. You're a beautiful woman. You've come out of a shit situation. You have to make best of it. And I think you are. So get yourself together. Oh. Get your strength. And that's what kind of the book is about. Finding your strength and using it. You could choose fear. You could choose love. It's very easy to choose fear. Very. Because we go to hate. We right. go to fear. Because we're being defensive. We don't want you to say that or think that about us. Don't talk about me like that. Ignore that. And I learned that from Rue. Haters are going to hate girl, no matter what. If I didn't, I just started blocking people like on Twitter recently. I was wondering recently. about your just, social media because I, just I can only imagine, I was looking at it a little bit, but like when she, like that with Violet said, I hate Michelle. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> that like, made me laugh. I, first of all, I yeah. thought you were gone. Because, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And yeah. I've done some reality shows where if I had said that, I would have been out. I don't think it was the smartest thing to say, but I think it was honest because I don't think she understood where I was coming from. Right. And I believe in my heart that she's grown and she understands what I was saying. My point, and you said it earlier, I'm there to judge. Yeah. So if you're giving me a look that I'm specifically trying to see and I'm not getting it, I'm going to tell you I'm not getting it. But that's why you're a good judge. That's it. So try harder to give me what I want or change it up a little right. bit. But also here's the thing that people don't understand it's an opinion yeah it's your opinion you're not stating a fact you're saying this is what i think yeah and people go on your social media and they're like you're horrible you have no idea what you're talking about. like it's your opinion Correct. it's not a fact no you have the right to and by the way what i like is you guys don't always agree on things no not at all for the most part yeah. it's like you know all over the place it just depends yeah but i was like hmm i wonder the amount of hate you get on your, cause I get it all the time. Oh, we all I do, sweetheart. No, I know. We all do. No. And it's, it's what you do with it. And for me, I, I'm in this world and it took me a long time to get here. I'm 46 years old. It took me a long time to get to the place where I literally, I hand, hand to God, do not give a shit what people think about me at all. I, I spent my life as a recovered anorexic, bulimic. I've gone through everything just trying to find acceptance and realizing in the end, it does, it doesn't matter. Why am I trying to please you? I got to try to please me. And that's the hardest journey. It's an inside job. I always it say that. It's an inside it's job. So no one hard. else is thinking about that extra three pounds on my hips. No, I am. Yeah, we're obsessing over and it. And Rue and I talk about this on our podcast and it's like the journey is a day to day and it continues and it's so hard just to be good to me. So I started blocking people because if you want to have a debate, uh, I'm that, down exactly, for it. Exactly. But don't hate. That's it. If you're going to spew hate, then do it and do it all you want. You can even at me to your like leave me off your right. timeline if you're gonna hate this is what i always say listen we don't have to agree we no. can we can agree to disagree yeah but when you come at me like you're a horrible mom i hope your kids die like i've had horrible That's things awful. said to me where i'm yeah. like who and i realized a long time ago that listen these are miserable people yeah it's not you and, and they don't but listen i i get a ton of hate and it generally doesn't bother me but when someone called me ignorant for writing what i wrote the other day and i was like i need to look into this because my girlfriends and my boyfriends and I, we always are like, sissy that walk, do this and yeah, that. Yeah. There's no... But I, you, I will be fair yeah. because you as a heterosexual woman who loves the gays but aren't in the community right. wouldn't know. 
So I think you deserve a pass on that because you didn't know (laughs) and you didn't do it to hurt. It's not like you're saying something hurtful on purpose to slight. No. You said it innocuously. You didn't mean to hurt anybody. So I I think that you should be forgiven for that. But now you you know. (laughs) No, it's hard. Now you know. Yeah, no, of course. Now I do know and I will not make that mistake again. Good girl. I didn't realize it. It's about education. It is. And you always have to... Be willing to listen and not get set in your ways. And I think that's really important, especially as a judge. And you're telling these people, you're here to be judged and you're not perfect, even though they are pretty perfect. They are. It's so hard to judge those stupid bitches. I'm like, I said, it makes me want to be a better girl. I used to be fancy. I used to be on the (laughs) runway. I could work anything. And now I'm like covering a zit, maybe have mascara on, like my extensions are half out. This is what happens. And I'm like, what? I I used to be fierce. And now I'm You know, you're still fierce. Don't do that. Well, you know what I mean though. But they do make you reevaluate. Oh my God, that 18 inch waist. I was like, get me a corset. But they're all, even the ones that are plus size girls they're all fierce in their own way they which are. Is, it makes me want to push them harder because what happens is they come off the show and they're really good at what they do and they're not hearing that there's so much more out there because expanding their repertoire yes. and getting better at all different styles is going to extend their career right. that's my goal right. yes you are so fierce at doing that but how about try this do once something else. just once and that do it together yes yes and then look it you've just added something see now, now I so I, I know he wants us to break but I I have to say this. So I, fame was my everything. I loved her. Oh my God. She was like Kristen McMinnemy to me. Like, just, One of my favorite models, right? Of all exactly, time. and yeah. I said that to my gays, and they're like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Okay, shut up." No, you don't know. No, they didn't. Know. Do they're they younger. Know? Just they're like, younger. Yeah, Cara um, Delevingne, like they only exactly. Know yeah. I was like, "There's other people than Giselle." I saw Kristen McMenemy in the airport recently with her you long did? gray hair down her ass and almost licked her feet. I was okay. literally like, oh my, God. "My daughter's like, she really does." I mean, her and fame. I mean, stunning. It's stupid. It's yeah. stupid, but she brought that whole androgyny, androgynous yeah. look. Fame's to, amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. She couldn't do anything else. No. And that's what goes to your point is... She tried, she, bless her. She tried. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, girl, I could help you. But you they know? get stuck in this one thing yes. and they, they She was mashed, a model. She was yeah. beautiful. And they mastered it. She couldn't talk. She couldn't that's walk. She couldn't act. She couldn't sing. She tried. She tried. She really she tried. She could do a, a lot better than most of us. Yeah. But for a drag queen... You have to bring it on all levels. Not just a drag queen, Brandy. It's America's next top superstar drag queen supermodel of the world. You know, you're learning from the best, which is Rue, and that is your that's your like goal. Hopefully, right? Follow what he did. Right. So if you're going to do that, and we send you out there, you've got to be able to everything perfectly. Not just be pretty. (laughs) I know. That's boring. I know. To me, no, it's boring, but it's. It, that's I was I was really rooting for her because I loved her. Fame, but yeah, yeah. I was she's just, a yeah, sweetheart she's so too. So pretty, I wanna I wanna take a makeup class from her. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. But I just had to say that because okay. I love that girl. <laughs> uh, I wish she would have made it towards the end a little bit more, but she didn't. She okay. did great. She, she did, did great. great. They, I mean, everyone is good. Yeah. Everyone. All right, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. You can count on one thing this summer, and that's itchy skin from bug bites, poison ivy, poison oak, and all other skin irritations. This will happen this summer, as you know, so be prepared for your family's itchy skin and get safe, effective, steroid-free Tricom today. Tricom is a soothing hydrogel that quickly relieves itch from common skin irritations, and Tricom does it better than some of the most common itch relievers, including hydrocortisone 1%, which is a topical steroid, and that's never good. In fact, fast-acting Tricom hydrogel is clinically proven to be five times more effective, reducing itch than hydrocortisone 1%. That's 
five times more effective. And only Tricom has the itch-free guarantee. Tricom will relieve your family's itchy skin, or you can send back the empty tube for a full refund. That's all your money back. You don't see those other itch products making promises like that, so you can expect that itchy skin from poison oak, poison ivy, bug bites, things like this are going to happen this summer. So just be prepared like I am. Make sure you have effective steroid-free Tricom now to stop the itch and irritation fast. Find Tricom at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS Pharmacy, and Rite Aid. Look for the dark blue box in the anti-itch aisle or visit Tricom.com. Hi, it's me, TV's Ross Matthews. You know, from The Tonight Show, Chelsea Lately, E-Red Carpets, blah, blah, blah. Well, now I have a podcast, Straight Talk, with me, Ross Matthews. And it has become the go-to destination for some of Hollywood's biggest stars, from Lauren Conrad to Kristen Bell, Kelly Osbourne, Brad Gresky, RuPaul, and Britney Snow from Pitch Perfect 2. Just like the biggest movie in the world, no big deal. Coming up, Khloe Kardashian and who knows who else. Straight Talk with Ross Matthews on PodcastOne.com. All right, we are back with a very fabulous... I was going to call you Mary Don't again. marry. I'm not Mary. I'm not Mary. I'm not. You're not, you're not Mary. But here's the thing. In the gay community, you call your girlfriend a Mary. All right. You're my Mary. So I'll take my Mary. All right. And let's go do some Molly. I mean, can you- <laughs> <laughs> My friends are like, we're at the Abbey with Molly. I'm like, who's, who's Molly? Molly? This was before I realized who Molly was. Not your girlfriend. No, not your girlfriend at no. all, by the way, because I tried it and it was not my girlfriend yeah, at no, all. Yeah, it's ugly. No. And so- so my boyfriend, my husband, wants to know, he has two questions for you. Okay. This is Mark? <laughs> yes, this okay. is Mark. All right. When you were opening for Millie Vanilli, <laughs> is that when you started to be obsessed with drag queens who lip sync? Okay. That's a really funny question. <laughs> and you would think, because I had a mad affair with Fabrice, the one who's still alive. Oh, you did? Millie Vanilli, yes. We, the whole time we were on tour, we had an affair. So that was like an eight-month oh, tour. They were cute. Gorgeous. Yeah. Bodies to kill. Yeah. Slap your mama fine. Like everybody lip syncs. Now, and back then, it was a big, giant thing. Everybody does it. Well, it's not the lip syncing part, because the girl group that I was in, um, we had tracks running in the back. We just sang over it. Janet Jackson never sang a live day in her life. Madonna used to lip sync. Um, all the big ones did. Right, of course. The problem was they didn't sing the, the original track. Song. Right, no, That's where the real problem is. I mean, but no, I was in with drag queens when I was 17. I told you the story earlier. So that started way before right. that. But that's how I clocked them right away. Right, you knew. I knew right away. I was right. like, that bitch is lip syncing. Uh, exactly. Not to mention when you talk to them, Fabrice had such a French accent and Rob had such a German accent. And on the songs, there was not even <laughs> a hide nor hair of an accent. Yes. That it was like, oh girl, something ain't right here. Now, were you around for the downfall of that? I was, yeah. Was the tour, we were getting ready to start a second half of that tour and then the Grammy give back thing happened. It was ugly. And then they were literally, they went from gazillions of dollars being mobbed everywhere to nobody wanted to know them. It was actually oh, quite sad. Horrible. And Fabrice now, he just had a kid. He's living in Amsterdam. He's got a, not a wife, but a, a partner and right. they're very happy and she's a nutritionist and they do really well. Right. And um, he's a DJ and that's what he's doing. Yeah, that's probably what he always was. That's yeah. what he loved. Someone said, by the way, you're good looking. I'm going to make you a lot of money. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. Exactly. He followed Rob. Rob was his best friend and he did what Rob did. And Rob, he said, you know, Rob basically took him for the ride. I'm not saying it was Rob's fault, no, but if I, mean, I was a 20 tango, year old kid, yeah. yeah, if I was a 21, 22 year old kid, I loved them. Yes. Mm. Oh, they were amazing. Brandy. Uh, I mean, so I great. And what an experience of a lifetime to be able to tour the country seriously I mean, you've yeah. done you've done a ton of, like <laughs> 
theater, acting, singing. Started I mean, young. Really amazing. Because I was like, wait, who is this lady? And yeah. Brooke's like, you don't know? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, stop the world. But I've been on, I've been so on the gay radar for that right. long. Right. Not mainstream. Though I've gone up and down, like when I was on VH1 for a couple of years, like I've, I'm so blessed that I've been able to you ride this roller coaster. I mean, and, you, and you're doing both. You know? like, it's a great thing. Because yeah. you can do radio and send talk to anyone and you can yeah. do and judge drag races. Because I'm a hetero woman who is a, you're a bad bitch an ally thank you and an activist and and it's stand up for what i believe in and you're so. incredibly smart and i think that that there's so many people out there that are just ignorant mm. and they want to judge solely on whatever they think it is or I they're know. afraid of god i think homosexuality is so scary or anything like that it's just like oh i want to shake people and i thought we were coming a long way when we, we are. Had, we when, are. Well, yes, we are. With with Caitlin, with you know, we are definitely making it a conversation. Yes. I don't think that everyone's accepting it. Obviously, it's it's a tough. Ignorance is a lack of education. If people just um, educated themselves and understood and really thought through, let's take the Bible out of everything because the way I see it. I I get it. I'm not, you know, everybody has the religion. There's all different religions in this world, okay? Right, absolutely. It is what it is. And the way I see it is, don't use the Bible as your reason or a crutch. Because if you believe in it, then you believe that Jesus will judge you. And before you go into those pearly gates and St. Peter will be like, uh-uh, right. no mistake, no Mary. You're <laughs> not coming here, right? And if that's the case, then let them deal with it. Right. While we're here on earth, I believe it's our job as human beings to just love one another and try to get along harmoniously on this planet. If we worry about ourselves... now. Is gay marriage going to affect hetero marriage? No. No. Is being having a, a gay person work with you going to make you gay? No. It's not contagious. Correct. So if we just focused on ourselves and our lives and let everybody live harmoniously together. Live and let live. We're good. Yeah. Everything is taken care of. Stop worrying about the things that you can't control. I promise you, you'll be happy and the gays will not infringe on your happiness. But it's what you said before. It's fear. They fear what they don't Correct. know. And they don't know this and they don't understand it. And for a lot of them, you know, sending their kids off to camp to become straight. And we <laughs> talked about this movie that my ex-husband did, but... Seriously, they were born this way. Yeah. And that is what it is. And, and we all they need, Brandy, is love. Is love. I love a big old hug. These gay kids, and all they need are the parents that are going to love them no matter what. And aren't afraid. I mean, literally, like I said, we had every gay teenager that I knew living on my couch because their parents kicked them out because yeah. they said, I'm gay. You have good parents. I do have good parents. Yeah. We, our kids were not brave enough to say I'm gay growing up in my, in my, or only a few years apart, but where I grew up was pretty tough. Oh, and yeah. They didn't go for that. So for me, you knew who was and who wasn't. You knew right. back then that they were different, but I was different too. And people judged me because I had a mohawk when I was 13 or right. I, I was really into punk rock music. And, um, you know, my parents had to constantly defend me being a freak and I never fit in. So my parents were the ones who took the brunt of it. But right. in the end, I think that's why I feel so strongly about, um, what I do. No, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And the passion that I have. I mean, it's so good. And we have, we, we just, real, we realize our, um, our eldest kids go to school together. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say where, cause people are crazy. Um, and I just really think, you know, one of my son's best friends, he is gay. Uh -huh. And he's in seventh grade. Oh yeah, there's a few. Uh, yeah. my Lola will tell me. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a couple. She say, "Oh, just, he's gay, but he yeah. doesn't know it, or he's gay and he lets everybody know it." He lets doesn't everybody shut know up it. About it. Yeah. He, Mason's like, "Did you see Beyonce's video?" And he'll go, "That's so Bay." And I'm like, "What? Are, wait, where are you getting this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Teach me." School. No, but it's good. Yeah. Are you kidding? When I was younger, like when I was driving the kids to to school, they were little, much smaller, and I was like, you know, like who's your girlfriend? Da, da, da. Like. Jake said, I don't know if I'm gay or straight yet. 
Oh, bless him. No, but that's amazing yeah. because that's not a conversation that anyone has. No. You, people are afraid to have that conversation with their children. It just shows that you are close with your child and he feels safe with saying yes. that to you. And these kids need to know that there are people out there that will love them, right. even if they feel that or their parents have turned them down or think it's just a phase. It's really tough coming out. Really yeah. tough. That's the hardest part. And it's a lot easier today than oh, it was when we were yes. growing up. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could not even... Like, I have a ton of gay friends, and I think that helps my kids understand that you're just born this way, and they're yeah. around them all the time. But it's so... Uh, don't be afraid right now. Don't be afraid. Just say it. Do it. Listen, if your parents don't grab you and hug you, I will. Somebody will. Yeah. We're out here. We're, we're accepting of everyone. All... like. Like you said, everyone, we just want love. It's finding your tribe and they are out there and it might not seem like they're out there right now and your parents don't understand and I get it, but I promise you your tribe is out there. It's just persevering, staying true to who you are, not changing for anybody because you can't and that's no. just fake. Yeah. So just um, love yourself and in the end, it, it'll come back to you. I promise. It's tough. Yeah. Now we read online that you're doing this cruise in November. I do one every year. I do oh, two every so year. Exciting. Yeah. So tell us a little bit there about it. There are drag stars at sea. Um, a lot of the Queens from the, some of them have 40, some of them like the European one has less oh, wow. like 10 Queens. Um, and we just do a week out at sea and everybody can kind of join and come and pick the queen that they want to be their VIP leader. I host the whole week. That's amazing. So there's like uh, different drag shows every night. And then we have in, like, I do a cabaret show with some of the queens and I, I host all the events and it's just super fun for me. Again, it's about, um, I am such an admirer and such, I have such admiration for the art of drag because it's finally being viewed as a viable art form instead of just it, a it freak is. or like Are you kidding? To get a commodity. Yeah. But it's always been the it's oh, Brandy growing up in it. It's always been the fringe of the community. Right. It's never been the crux of the community. That's true. And now people are actually seeing it not as oh, that's just a drag queen, but oh my god, that's a drag queen, right? No, I mean they're they're famous. Like they are like oh my god, look who's here, and it's a drag queen, and you're like oh my yeah. god, that's so exciting. It's that true art. It, it really oh my and the fact that they work so hard and in, in their transformation. Yeah. I just want, I need to hang out with a couple of them to learn to do my makeup. Oh, you'll learn, you'll learn, you'll learn. I, mean, I learned, I, I, so I learned much. from a couple of my gay friends that I didn't have a chin. I was like, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> and they're like, well, they told me how to shade. So I pretended like I have one. I was like, maybe You're I so don't want to know. Funny. No, I'm so, they're, they mean, they're straight up. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, girl. You know? And I was like, okay. They'll teach you. They'll <laughs> teach you the ways. Like, and that one eyelid, I'm like, enough. Enough yeah, but there's today. ways to go around and trick. Nobody's face is symmetrical. I know. And I'm lear- this is what I'm saying. Like, I, my eyes are different and I, I'm not great at makeup, but I love it. I have so much makeup. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I, when I watch the transformations, I just want to know the tricks. You just have to watch. You watch YouTube. You watch. That's what I do. That's I what, still yeah. watch the queens when they paint because for me, I learn and I go, let me try that. And the first time you do it, it looks like shit. And then you try and try again until you find out the way. I've been painting my own face since I was seven. I was going to say, do you old. do your own makeup for the show? Not on the show. Okay. Because I don't do TV makeup. I do it's more. It's different lighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I'm not good with that. No, it's hard. So I need somebody to do it on the show. But it looks fierce on the show and your yes. hair always looks amazing. Yes. And he's amazing. Who does it? It's not John. He's no, it's Hector Pocasangre. He owns Plaid Studio on Cherry. And he is the most amazingly talented six foot two Guatemalan you've ever seen. And so gorgeous. So like he goes with me everywhere. I'm going to Australia in December. He, he's my travel, 
I like he's my boy. Oh, and he's so I'm, he is talented. good. I mean, your hair always looks it's yeah. bleak, even though I hate that word and I'm glad it's, it's over. Fine. It's fine. I don't like that word. I don't know. I'm, I just I'm ready for the next word. Yes, I'm ready. You need to create it. I know. I said and like the whole like by Felicia. I feel sorry for people named Felicia. <laughs> I do. I no, you can't. Like, don't. You need to change it to Sheila for a little while. Everyone's gonna take by a turn. Margaret. Right. <laughs> Something that no one calls anyone anymore. Yeah. If you like, that sucks to be Felicia. Bob Muriel. <laughs> Bob Merle. I mean, <laughs> I did not say that. You're so or, funny. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for and having me. Look for your book, Presales Now, The Diva Rules. Yes. Um, Walmart, Amazon, everywhere you can go. And RuPaul, are you guys filming now? RuPaul's, we begin season eight very shortly. Woo! Woo! Yes. I'm so excited. I know, it's exciting. Well, look out for that too. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And your goal is to stay strong and stay in your power and own what you're doing and who you are. And remember, it's amazing. And people would kill to even do what you're doing, whether you might not view it as a lot or you're viewing it as a struggle right now, you've got the power and stay in it. Be a strong woman. That's what you are. Thank you for that. It's like a therapy session. That was awesome. Oh, Thank thanks, you so Brandy. much. All right. We'll be right back. With bye bye. Hey guys, let's talk about hair for a second. Between all the TV appearances I do, reality television, blah, blah, and going out, obviously, I put my hair through hell. All the curling, the straightening, the products, it all adds up. There's a lot of alcohol in the products I use and the products I drink. But let's face it, dry, brittle, damaged hair is not cute. And even worse, it can lead to thinning hair down the road. And we have enough other things to worry about besides our hair. That's where Viviscal comes in. Two little tablets is all it takes to nourish your hair from the inside out. I always think it's better to be pretty on the inside, but that doesn't apply here. Viviscal is clinically researched to give you thicker, fuller, healthier hair, and it's guaranteed. It's loved by celebs like Gwyneth, and it's recommended by doctors too, so you know it's good for you. Viviscal is actually the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the United States of America. And ladies, Viviscal even has a men's formula, so you can get ahead of his balding spot that we're all afraid he's going to get. Just put it in his coffee. He won't even know. And even if you don't put your hair through hell like I do, it is really important to take care of your hair. And so even if you don't put your hair through hell, so even if you don't put your hair through as much hell as I do, it's still really important to take care of it. And Viviscal is the easy solution to thicker, fuller, healthier hair. And for my listeners... I've arranged for you to be able to try Viviscal, and it comes with free shipping. It's a 90-day money-back guarantee if you don't see results that you totally love. Try it and tell me about your results. I'm sure you're going to love it as much as I do. Call 1-800-980-1155 to get this special offer with free shipping. Call today, 1-800-980-1155. That's 1-800-980-1155. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Michelle Visage is the best. And she's inspirational and she's beautiful. And I just wanted to hug her. Like, I, I, because I felt like she was giving me a big fat hug. Um, she's awesome. She rocks it. She's a mama. Take care in business. So make sure you get her book. It's pre-order right now. Diva rules and, um, get mine too while you're at it. And, uh, unfiltered blonde. Love Mo. And don't forget to watch RuPaul's Drag Race starting this soon. I'm going to be a judge. I've decided that's going to be fun. Oof. 
We'll see. I mean, I don't know that they're going to let me, but I want to. Call me, Rue. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Stay tuned for the latest AP News headlines from Podcast One right after this. AP Update, I'm Ross Simpson. The president and the leaders of Southeast Asian nations called today for peaceful resolution of the region's maritime disputes as they concluded a summit in Southern California. President Obama told a news conference that disputes must be resolved by legal means, including a case brought by the Philippines that challenges China's sweeping claims over most of the South China Sea. The United States and ASEAN are reaffirming our strong commitment to a regional order where international rules and norms and the rights of all nations, large and small, are upheld. During a question and answer period with reporters, Obama reaffirmed his constitutional right to nominate a successor to the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. There is more than enough time for the Senate to consider in a thoughtful way the record of a nominee that I present uh, and to make a decision. I'm Ross Simpson.